podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Red. The World Cup is over. Match it is gone. It's just me. You've got me to deal with every day moving forward. This is obviously your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And today, not a whole lot is happening. We are waiting with bated breath for Thursday when we will play Manchester City in the League Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Milk Cup, the Rumbelows Cup, the Coca-Cola Cup, the Capital One Cup. It's had a bunch of other names. It's the League Cup. But for today, we might as well just go around the main Liverpool sites and see what's being said. So we'll start, as always, with This is Anfield. Headline piece, five reasons to be positive about Liverpool's second half of the season. Obviously, the first half did not go very well, but Jack Sear has put together a piece about the five reasons we should be positive moving forward. So the first one is Ibu Kanate being fit and firing. He mentions the fact that he did miss the first two months of the season. But Ibu was in good form going to the World Cup and was outstanding at the World Cup. You could make an argument that no central defender played better than him at the World Cup and that he should have been starting every game for France. He certainly should have started the final. And if he had started the final, maybe one more game, but maybe just the final, and played at the same level, well, firstly, France probably win, and secondly, he probably makes the team of the tournament. Nunes looks to have settled. Darwin looked bright and dangerous in his uh, appearance against AC Milan. So hopefully, hopefully we get to see Darwin go on a bit of a tear through the second half of the season. It would help if he could play through the middle for the entire time and not have to do a shift on the left, which is a waste of him. Players returning. So we know that Diaz is out until probably March with a second knee injury. But Naby Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain are back. Joel Matip is fit again. Calvin Ramsey looks like he's fit again. Artur is ahead of schedule, and he should be back soon. Kate Gordon is working his way back. And Diogo Jota should, should be back in February. He is working in the gym now. The club have appointed a new doctor, and hopefully the recovery period of players' injuries becomes more streamlined with this gentleman in charge. Um, Some of the youngsters obviously looked pretty impressive in the last couple of friendlies. Uh, Stefan Basetic looks a good player. Bobby Clark had that unbelievable assist to Darwin. 
that is a sensational ball to play it with that weight. The fact that the ball kind of just skimmed the ground, moving was a brilliant pass. Uh, ben Doak looked really, really lively as well. Luke Chambers looked pretty good. And I think he's a left back, not a centre back. Klopp says he's everything for a centre back. He doesn't have the height that Klopp looks for in centre back. So he doesn't have everything, but I, I think he looks a pretty good left back. And, um, is it Dominic Cornice? Cornice? He looked pretty good in midfield as well. And then finally, still all to play for. This City will win the league. Like, there's no there's no reason to look at anything else. City will win the league. They were going to win the league. Arsenal have had a couple of injuries, and that's going to con- contribute to it. But City were going to win the league anyway. But the League Cup is there to be won. If we can beat City, you're only really looking at United of the, the top teams who'd be left and we'd smack the face of them if we got them in, in an important game and played anywhere near our best our best level. We've got the Champions League to look forward to. Real Madrid will be tough, but it's definitely winnable. Especially if we have one or two players in the door on top of what we already have. And then there's the FA Cup as well. Personally, I'd rather just focus on top four and trying to win the Champions League, but you you always want to beat City. And if you beat City, you might as well try and win the League Cup too. So maybe bin the FA Cup and just go after the League Cup and Champions League. Um, What else do this is Anfield have up? How no-nonsense big game player Sofian Amrabat could fit in at Liverpool. So Amrabat is kind of the new shiny thing because he had a really good world cup and he did have a great world cup, but it strikes me that that might've been the first time a lot of people saw him play for the first, like for for real. He's a good player. There's no doubt he's a good player. And he, he is at a point in his career at 26 where he's sort of in his prime or entering his prime. Some players peak a little bit later. He's got good physicality. He's a very good passer of the ball. He's not nearly as good as Fabinho defensively. He's more aggressive than Fabinho. He's more dynamic than Fabinho. But he's not as good as Fabinho defensively. He's not as good a short passer as Fabinho either. Now, some of that comes down to focus. He can often just be a little bit sloppy with his short passing. He's a great long passer of the ball. Overall, he's not a better player than Fab. He's a better player than the Fab we've seen this season. But there's a reason Fabinho has been poor. It's because he's been overplayed and overworked, having to do the work of two people. I don't know that Amrabat would look much better if you put him in our team and asked him to cover for somebody all game long, as well as do his own job. you would take Amrabat at the club as a backup to Fabinho who can rotate and play, you know, 25 starts a season from 60 games. Whether he'd be happy with that or not, I don't know. But my preference would be to sign a younger backup to Fabinho who can eventually become the first choice. Someone like Manuel Agart from Sporting, Someone like Manu Kone, perhaps. The ideal is Moises Caicedo, because he can come in and play as a, as an eight to begin with. 
also be the backup six and then transition into being the starting six. Caicedo would be the absolute perfect signing for January. But Amrabat wouldn't be a bad signing. He just wouldn't be as good as people expect him to be because he's not that player on a week-to-week basis. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. He looked a great player at the World Cup, but that's the World Cup. You can't judge players off the World Cup if you haven't watched them regularly beforehand. And let's be honest, Fiorentina, if you're going to watch a Serie A game, Juve, Milan, Inter, maybe Lazio, maybe Roma, Atalanta, not many people tuning in to watch Fiorentina every Sunday. One runner-up and three shootout defeats. Liverpool FC at the World Cup in numbers. Cleaving Kelleher ready to go as Liverpool's number one at Man City. Obviously, Kelleher will start because he is the cup goalkeeper. Liverpool and Man City CEOs write to fans over eliminating unacceptable behaviour. That's probably a good thing. LFC makes surprise £10,000 food bank donation as part of Operation Christmas Magic. You'd like to see you'd like to see that. You'd like to see more of it. You'd like to see all the Premier League clubs coming together because there's so much money in football that they could eliminate food, uh, like food poverty in the UK instantaneously if they decided to. Uh, Jota in the gym and World Cup Reds return. Four things spotted from Liverpool training. Divock Origi already touted with AC Milan exit amid injury nightmare. It's not just an injury nightmare. He has been garbage. He has been garbage when he's played. Uh, why Liverpool and Weston McKenney transfer rumours should be ignored by Jack Lusby. I, I wouldn't imagine McKenney is really on our shortlist. Now, the possibility was that we could sign him on loan, but we can't because we've already got our tour on loan from Juve. So I would suggest it is just he had a good he's another one that had a good World Cup. He's obviously sort of on the fringes at Juve. He probably will move to England at some point. I just don't think he's our level. I like him as a player, but I don't think he's Liverpool level. I think if he's coming to the Premier League, he's probably I mean Leeds or someone in that kind of, you know, mid table sort of range and then if he does well there maybe he can take a step up but for now someone like Leeds would suit him better than someone like us um liverpool.com Jurgen Klopp can unleash silent assassin at Liverpool by following 15 goal template only one Liverpool player has sorry one Liverpool player has only netted three competitive goals since the start of 2021, but he has shown he can net a fair few more. This could make all the difference. Oh, Thiago. I mean, Thiago is an incredible footballer, but he he's not someone that scores a lot of goals for whatever reason. It is a strange thing because his technique of shooting is absolutely flawless as is everything that he does. Like, he is so on point with the way he strikes a ball. 
And when he does score, they do tend to be a little bit special. But this is a guy who's only scored 48 goals in 473 club appearances. So basically one in 10. And three of them came at the um, Barcelona B level. Three in 59. He got 11 in 101 for Barcelona. 31 in 235 for Bayern, which is a bit better than one in eight. And then Liverpool, he's got three in 83. His best season, he scored nine one year in 16 17. He got seven another year. And he's never been above five other than that. So, yeah, you'd like to see him score a few more. But when a player's got 50 goals in their career, including internationals, in over 500 games, and at senior level, has got 47 goals in. What are we looking at? About four hundred and sixty senior games. You're not. You're not to expect a ton of goals. It's just not. Not worth getting yourself worked up over. Lionel Messi has just helped prove fifty-five million Liverpool decision right, as contract repeat may yet loom. I mean, this will be some nonsense. I don't even know what... Okay. All through this tournament, it was Messi that dragged his side forwards. Enzo Fernandez, Alexis McAllister and Julian Alvarez and others have all impressed at times too, but none has done as much as Messi to drag his nation to victory. Eh. That defeat to Saudi Arabia feels a long time ago. I don't even know what the purpose of this article is. Oh, it's basically about the Salah contract. Right, well, that was an absolute load of nonsense. What an absolute load of muck. Liverpool about to make 120 million double transfer bid after Jurgen Klopp Klopp talk ahead of January. Okay, let's see. This is the Media Digest piece. Uh, Ben Doak remains in senior training. A forty million pound bid for Sophie and Amrabat is imminent. I I don't believe that we're actually in for Am- Amrabat. I should have said that earlier. I don't actually believe we have uh, real interest. I do believe we have real interest in Enzo Fernandez. Now, I don't know if we'd go for him in January, but it wouldn't surprise me if we tried to get a deal done to bring him in in the summer. Uh, he is outrageously good. Absolutely outrageously good. You buy him now, he'll be 22 in January, so he'll be arriving at the age of 22. And you'd be looking at a guy that's basically Tony Cruz, but better defensively for the next however long. Enzo Fernandez and Jude Bellingham query has clear answer. Liverpool, Dortmund and Benfica, No. Luis Diaz has disrupted Liverpool's own Erling Haaland plan, leaving Jurgen Klopp with no choice. That's the Diaz injury, obviously forcing Darwin to play on the left. Enzo Fernandez proves FSG transformation after Argentina did what Liverpool still must. Enzo Fernandez is one of two new Thiagos on Liverpool's list as 25 million transfer agenda rewritten. Who's the other one then?
Oh, Ishmael Benasser. No, no, just go and sign Enzo Fernandez and don't be worried about anything else. You get him in and then you worry about the rest. And when people ask, you know, who's better, Enzo or Jude, we'll put them in the same team and we'll we'll find out. We can watch them for, you know, five years and then we can make a decision. Liverpool should unleash exciting talent on Man City as Jurgen Klopp faces Naby Keita choice. Which exciting talent? Personally, I think he should go with the strongest team he has. Oh, basically saying if ends if Darwin's not fit to start at the weekend, then Fabio Carvalho or Oxlade Chamberlain should start. Well, they'd have to start because we don't have anybody else. On to AnfieldIndex.com. We have a piece here entitled, What on earth is Trent Alexander-Arnold doing at centre forward? Um, so this is some clips from the game against Milan, written by Richard Coles, and just highlights some of the positioning that Trent took up. It was a little bit similar to the garbage that we saw earlier in the season when he was playing in very, very strange positions. Um, Ben Doak, expectations need dampening down. This was written by David Davis. I say no to that. I say let's just get all hyped about it. Uh, he is, in fact, going to be better than Messi. And we might as well just accept it and embrace it now. Could Fabio Carvalho em- emulate Coutinho after the Diaz injury? That's written by Stephen Smith. Jude and Enzo, the dream before the heartbreak of reality, uh, also written by David Davis. There's a preview of the League Cup there as well. There has obviously been the World Cup daily pods throughout the World Cup. If you haven't uh, listened to them, give them a give them a go. The, the final, uh, the, the post final one was pretty good. The final preview was good. They were all good. They're all great. And uh, because me and Carl are the only people that didn't take the World Cup off. Uh, there is also a scouted up. Now, this was an idea that came from Isaac Gilding on our Discord. Uh, it's called the Weird Cup. And basically, Isaac's idea was if you amalgamated certain countries and made them, you know, one national team. So, for example, England and Wales, the conquered by Rome Rovers. Spain and Portugal, the Iberian threat. France and Italy, fine dining fury. This is, I don't know how he came up with this, but this was genius. Uh, Argentina and Uruguay, white and blue rage. So myself and Carl went through this and we basically held a World Cup. And uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It is fun. So give that one a listen. That is out now. And yeah, that is basically it. That's all from me today. I'll be back with more tomorrow and more on Thursday and more on Friday. And then obviously it's Christmas, so won't be around probably Saturday, Sunday. Obviously, we normally don't pot on those. Won't be here Monday and possibly Tuesday, but I'll definitely be back on the Wednesday and we'll go from there. Um, Yeah, take care of yourselves. The cold snap has gone away, so maybe go outside and get some air. Go and kick a ball around or whatever it is that you like to do yourself. Uh, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.